Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Today we are looking at the amazing story of Amazing Grace, a story of John Newton. John Newton's real life reads like a very improbable adventure story invented by someone who was writing a fiction book. Today, many people only know him for his hymns that he wrote, especially this famous hymn titled Amazing Grace. I also get amazed sometimes when I read church history to ask myself how historians know some of these details. But historians have answers for some of these things. John Newton was the only child who was born not far from where uh, the Tower of London is in 1725. His father was a sea captain and his mother was a gentle free church Christian. She spent her time with her son John Newton teaching him Bible stories, Bible verses and the Westminster Catechism. This is a godly discipline to those who are mothers or grandmoms or if you know of people who are able to direct children to Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 where Paul says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Louis and your mother Eunice and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And then in chapter 3 verse 14, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Newton's mother knew this and diligently practiced it. But sadly, for John Newton, when he was coming towards his seventh birthday, Tibby took his mother's life and he was left alone in the world. His father sent him to school for two years and that was all the schooling he ever had. So, at 11, he left school and had to go to sea to work on his father's ships. Those ships taught him many things, mostly bad language and the bad ways of the sailors. There's something that happened that got Newton thinking to steer him in a direction, a certain direction. The pay on the merchant ships on those days was more than the Royal Navy ships pay per month. So they were short of sailors on the Royal Navy ships. So what happened was that they had legal rights by parliament to go and take the men they needed to serve on his majesty's ships. So Newton made a mistake by trying to desert from his navy ships and as a result he was tied up and whipped until the bones of his back showed and he collapsed in a coma and the ship and the ship's surgeon very kindly put salt and vinegar on his back in case he became infected. As he healed, 
he became bitter, as you can imagine. At this stage, he was already very godless. So can you imagine a bitter, godless person? He became fond of filthy jokes and and told those filthy jokes in filthy language. And he became fond of filthy jokes told in filthy language. He says in his book that some of the things he said and did are better buried in eternal silence. He says this because he was a godless fornicating man. Now, the smartest and quickest way to get rich on the Navy of the 1700s was to get out of it and get into the slave trade. So Newton secured a legal release from the Navy by forfeiting his back pay and then starting as a um, penniless recruit into this revolt revolting slave trade he teamed up with another man and went with this man to west africa he he had not been in west africa very long when he caught malaria his fellow friend told an african lady his mistress to look after newton for him she hated newton Although Newton was half-starved and semi-conscious, this woman underestimated Newton's natural strength. Well, you want to find out what Newton did? Stay on and we will meet the next time. But may we pray for mothers who have to daily, who have small children, teach them in the ways of the Lord to admonish and encourage the children to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Timothy's mother and grandmother did, and for parents who have to diligently instruct the children in the ways of the Lord so that they may believe in the Lord Jesus Christ through faith for the salvation of their souls. Take a moment to pray for children, to pray for grandparents, and to pray for those who engage and interact with children. Grandparents, know that your grandchildren will love you and adore you, and when they spend time with you, do not neglect instructing them in the ways of the Lord. Our Father, we do pray that you would help us as we think about our ways, as John Newton did, that we will reflect upon your amazing grace in our lives. Lord, help us to trust in you and in you alone for the salvation of our souls. Amen.